Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on vocnation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, vocnation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at vocnation. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to WCW Retro. This is Howard Morgan, your interim uh, host for tonight. Uh, filling in for Stro Maestro as he continues to recover. Um, I did hear from him a little bit earlier today. Um, he is getting better, you know, a little bit better each and every day. He does miss um, talking to everybody and interacting with everybody. And um, he said that he does appreciate everybody's prayers and thoughts while he continues to recover. Um, and, you know, we just hope that, you know, he come back, you know, just as as quick as possible and as soon as he's able um Certainly don't want to rush his recovery um, for the sake of him coming back to the podcast. But, you know, we do miss him, and, you know, we, we do continue to pray for him and pray for his recovery, and, that he, you know, he continues to get stronger um, each and every day. But as we um, start the, the night off, um, just want to kind of keep it open, kind of what your thoughts are. Um, you can call in. I do have a couple callers in the queue now. I'll get to you in just one minute. But if you want to call in, the number is 914-338-1885. Uh, we'll take your calls. We'll talk wrestling, old wrestling, new wrestling. Get your thoughts on um, where the product is today, where it's headed. Um, maybe is it is it better or worse than it was? Or is it better and getting worse? Or is it worse but getting better? Um, you know, anything wrestling-related, you know, that you want to um, talk about, you know, we're – we're opening up for it, and, you know, we'll try to, you know, keep this thing moving um, right along, and want to jump right into our uh, first caller. I believe it's a rat boy. Rat boy, you out there? Yeah, I am out here somewhere. Somewhere is that, somewhere is <laughs> that, there, you, know, that, you know that movie? You ever saw that movie? Somewhere out there? Yeah. Because that, was that the little mouse you got lost? Yes. I think I've seen that a long time ago. I know. When, when we were kids, you know? Yeah, it was, it was a long was time. A I vividly remember it. Yeah, it was a good song, too, you know? So, oh, it was a good song. Well, it's not that good. not that good. <laughs> yeah, ain't that something? <laughs> yeah, I am lost. So how are you doing today? You doing good? You oh, doing good, Rat Boy? Put it this way. Since uh, Tuesday uh, night, after, after Brady had his show, you know, the, on, right here on the VOC Nation in the room, my phone was just stop, can't stop ringing. Put it that way. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm taking it in a good way? In a way, everything is in a good way. 
Okay. Okay. And um, and plus, plus, I'm texting somebody right now, talking to him. You know, the the midget that that the midget show that we that me and Brady might be going to. I hope he says yes. You know, bring Brady. Just bring the wife. We're gonna have a good time with these guys. Okay. God, I can't wait to see these midgets. You know? uh, and, and, and it's good to be back on. And I know I've been out the last couple of weeks. My travel schedule has taken me literally from one end of the, the United States here to the other and back and forth. And unfortunately, I had a couple of jobs that just got kind of backed up and it kind of all landed all within the same two-week time period. So I was gone literally Monday and Tuesday, and I was home Wednesday, and I'd be gone Thursday Friday. But it seems to be – Slowing down. You're, you're, you're know, a busy uh, guy. Come on. I mean, I was a busier than I wanted to be. Let's put it that way. Busier than I wanted to be. Um, but I, I'm, I'm glad yeah, to be back on and, and back in the swing of things. And, you know, things are starting, it seems like, to, to settle down and even out where I can have, you know, looks like I'll be traveling, you know, hopefully just one day a week and then have, you know, a non-travel week and then travel again the next week. So hopefully it's, it's starting to even out, but you know, almost the only time will tell, um, and hopefully that these things don't um, don't get backed up again. But it is the construction industry, so it is it is almost almost as unpredictable as pro wrestling nowadays. Um, yeah, being able to get yeah, things done. So it's, it's, yeah. to me, to me, to me, I'd be busy right here in my building because uh, a friend of mine called me up last week. Okay. Oh, guess what? I said what? I got accepted what? to be be to be in your building. I just say what a friend of mine. Okay. I said wow. She comes over, checks the things out and all. Okay. She called me up. Uh, Tuesday. Okay, Tuesday night, right after the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm moving in. I got. I'm going to get my key on the 22nd, and I'm moving in. And this girl, her name is Dawn. She's blind, okay. And she 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 was uh, talking to the people that oh they know me and all this other stuff. I'd be taking care of her in her place, and I'd be in my place, okay, because she's blind. Okay. I don't know how to get around and all because I'd be helping her out a lot. And I asked a couple of friends of mine that live here in the building already. They will watch it when I go away. Because I'm expected to go away mm-hmm. in, in September to my mom and dad's house. You know, it, it's about five minutes away from here, okay, where, where my mom and dad lives at. I gotta stay there for okay. the most of the most of the whole month of September to uh, to watch over their girl because they're going out on a cruise with my cousin that took me down Florida, okay. And as I got hung up from her, Wednesday morning comes around. I had another phone call from my cousin that took me down Florida. Her name is Terry. Okay, she went, hang on for a minute. Somebody wants to talk to you. I said, who? Right? She put her 
granddaughter around, and she said, when are you coming back to Florida? I miss you. I want you to come down on Halloween. I want you to come down on Thanksgiving. I want you to come down on Christmas. I said, you want me to do all these on holidays with you? She said, yeah. And, and, and I figured, and I too well. I said, Terry, you're in Florida again? She said, yeah. She said she'd be back on the 23rd of, of this month. Then from there, me and her, at the end of September, me and her got to go to Virginia to do some work with, with her there, you know, do this and that. Plus, they uh be doing a karaoke thing that they're having. Then from there, you know, we want to set up a couple of dates to, just to go down Florida so I can see her her uh, granddaughter. Because she just means a lot, you know? Right. I hear you. Yeah, I'll be traveling for the next next couple months here and there. You know, no I'm going to show up. You know, no what set I'm going to be in. You know? (laughs) And it's crazy. (laughs) But I like it, though. And and, and a friend of mine says, boy, you're getting all these traveling days up and going now. Boy, you must be a busy guy. I said, I sure am. Just wait. It's not, it's not finished yet. <laughs> well, I, I I was looking on the on the internet today and yesterday and just trying to maybe pull some topics up, and I found one that it. And again, it, it's on the internet, so take that for what it's worth. Um, I can't remember who who wrote it, but the 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 buzz is, and I don't know how true it is or even how likely it is it's going to happen. But there was the the headline was a um, um, a a veteran is coming out will may come out of retirement um, to re, to rekindle a feud with the Rhodes family and you click onto it and I'm thinking well who you know who could it be and I thought well it could be an interesting article until you read that it was David Flair and there, it looks. And according to this rumor, they want to kind of re- revamp the Road Flair rivalry, which I don't necessarily know that that'll work with David Flair. Um, it's kind of like um, uh, kind of remaking, a, you know, a movie. The remake is usually never as good as as the original. Um, but I just, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Rick? Of David, let's say in a perfect world, David Flair comes out of retirement to start a feud with Cody Rhodes. Do you think it goes anywhere? Oh, with him? I'm going to say no. That's going to be one of the worst matches ever. You know what I'm saying? Just think about that, it. That was my my thought. Yeah, but but if you looked at it, okay, would you, would you bring in somebody else? Okay. Like Nick Hogan, okay? He could wrestle. Would you put him against uh, Cody Rhodes? That's going to be a sorry match too, okay? Yeah, I, yeah I'm not, you know, I'm not. I, because, because, I don't, because I just, they are saying that Hulk Hogan supposed to be returning in the wrestling for another match, for, 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 for a match. I don't, I don't know that he's got a match with him. I don't think he's got one that thing. Yeah, my, no, my client was telling me, oh, 
Hulk Hogan's going to be coming out of retirement and do one more match. I said, I said, I don't think so. I saw Hulk Hogan a couple months ago, okay? And I'm going to tell yeah, you the, what. The, the poor guy can barely, can barely walk. Right. He can, he's limping, okay? I see him. I I talked to him. He was hurting that night when I seen him, okay? And he's still hurting. I can see it in his eyes, okay? And plus, I'm good friends with the... Uh, the DJ, okay, that does hook the, the hangout there every Monday night, and he's saying, hold me in no shape to wrestle. Because that's my updates right there. That's where I'm getting my scoop from. Yeah, no, there, yeah, there's, there's, there's... And, 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 and I'm thinking, you know, a, but, a, and, a and, few and should happen organically. Mm-hmm. And as DJ says, if I hear anything different, I will let you know. You'd be the first man to tell. I said, okay. And I told him I'd be coming back down Florida to do some more karaoke with him. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I, you know, I just, I, I, think, I, I think a few should, should really just, just happen. I think it should just kind of develop and and happen on its own. And I get it. There are some times where surprises come out and 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 guys come back and make a return, but they're usually um, they're usually still like marquee guys. Are usually still you know guys that can go in the ring, the guys that can you know can give you a show. I just and everything I've read up previous to that about David Flair, he's just as happy doing. And I forget what he was doing, doing whatever he's doing now post. His wrestling career, he's got no desire, I don't think, to to kind of get back in the ring and and do anything. You know, I think he's quite happy doing doing his own thing. You know, you know, mm-hmm. in his private life and and you know, with, with his children or or whatever he's doing. You know, I just I just thought it was an interesting article and it made me think. You know, of all these, you know, second and sometimes third and almost fourth generation wrestlers we have now. That I think that we're going to start seeing that more often, and I think that's just just bad for business. I I don't think that you can just because you know the, the guy's got a Rhodes last name or a Flair last name or you know a, a DiBiase last name that you can't just throw guys together and expect them to have the magic that that their right. that their parents had. And the only way, the only way is David will, will show up, okay, with eye to eye with Cody, is at the Royal Rumble, and that's it. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean. That's the only place where they will see eye to eye, and that's it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, and, and again, you know, that, that's a little bit bigger match. You can kind of blend them in, you know, a, a, a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, I was watching, I think, SummerSlam 92 when Ric Flair won. It was a 92 that he won. He came in at number two and lasted all the way to the end. Um, and it was for the vacant title. Um, and I texted Brady um, when I was watching it. I'm like, I'm looking at all these guys. And all the guys that were there, that you know, Valentine and Piper were in there, and and you know, all all of these legitimate stars, and they all of them, you know, I would say a third, if not more, of 
the, the entrance into that Royal Rumble had a, a decent run with Ric Flair, you know, in the, whether it was in the NWA or the Mid-Atlantic region or Florida. And it, it just kind of took me back a little bit to, you know, to my childhood a little bit where, where I remember, you know, all those matches. Because now you had Ric Flair in the ring at the same time as Greg Valentine and Roddy Piper, and we know those three guys' history, you know, with, with everything that they did in the in the early, you know, well, not even early 80s, but all through the 80s. Um, with Valentine and, and Piper in a dog collar match, and um, Piper and Flair had, you know, had their deal, and, and you know, just watching all of these guys, um, you know, that that are now in, you know, in 1992, almost really for all intents purposes, you know, 10, 15 years later, still, still going at a at a at a pretty top level at that at that time, you know, in a in a, in a pretty good match. It was almost like a who's who. Of wrestling at the time, um, you know, it was it, it was just neat. But yeah, I just think that that David Flair, you know, Cody Rhodes, I I, I just don't think it's going to work, and I don't know. No, you know, no, uh, uh, it is not. You know, it, it's not going to build up no no roof off the off the stadium or nothing. You know, right, because, right, because what it is that we know David, but. Happy this new generation that's watching wrestling, they won't even know him. Right. Let, let me let me they, jump they, to another they, caller they're because they might say David Flair is not related to uh, Rick Flair. It's not Rick Flair's son. We don't want to hear it. It is David Flair. It is Rick Flair's son. Okay. Right. Well, let, he, let me let me he, don't don't go there. Let me take another caller. I'm going to bring Steve on the line now. And okay, uh, Steve, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing all right. If I if I drop out just because I I had to mute, I'm not at home, so just a heads up. But okay. Yeah, I was listening. I was listening in. Um, I think Reed and Cody could have had a good uh, match given uh, their father's history, and also Reed had the talent as well from what I heard. Right, and, and and that's why that's why I picked up your call because you you know you messaged me about Reed Flair, and I think a lot of a lot of people forget about Reed Flair, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, with his demons and everything, you know, it, his career, you know, didn't pan out. But, I mean, this guy was, was you know, was on a fast track to surpass, you know, not only, you know, at the time David, but, you know, I, do, do we even talk about Charlotte if Reed Flair, you know, was still around and, and would have gone to the potential that, that – you know, he could have, because I thought, you know, of all of Flair's kids, I thought Reed was was the best, you know, athletically of all of them. You know, that that was, that's just, my, you know, again, that's my opinion. I think Reed, you know, had had an unlimited amount of talent, and he had, a, he had great charisma. Again, you know, he just battled a lot of demons, unfortunately, but I think you're, you're right, Steve. I think that, you know, I think Reed versus Cody would be much better than, than the report that I saw about David. And, and again, it, it's from the internet, so, you know, you take that with a grain of salt. But what, what are your uh, thoughts, Steve, about, you know, second-generation guys kind of being grouped together because, you know, of their last names? Yeah, they did that in WWE with Legacy, with uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. and, and Cody Rhodes at, at one point, too, and Horton. And it, it seemed yeah. like a good platform for, like, a kid to be awesome. Cody was going to be talented and break out of that regardless. But 
I think Orton is probably one of the besides The Rock, or Randy Orton is probably one of the most successful. Like he kind of surpassed his father's legacy, almost kind of like The Rock. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I think Randy Orton is 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 a great, you know, second generation um, star. You know, it really, you know, and and kind of, you know. I would say kind of made it on his own, kind of like The Rock did. I mean, The Rock was saddled in the beginning with a, a lot of silly gimmicks. Um, but, you know, he, he kind of, you know, took the Rock rock persona and it transcended, you know, the, the wrestling industry. You know, more people know of The Rock outside of wrestling, I think, than they did really at the height of his popularity in wrestling just because of his exposure and um, – you know, and everything that he's done, you know, outside of, of wrestling. Um, but, yeah, I think he's gone far, far further than than his father and, and grandfather, um, you know, I think ever could imagine. From an older generation, maybe uh, Kurt Henning, Larry the Axe was a legend, of course, but Mr. Perfect is just one of the best ever, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love Kurt Henning. I was a big Kurt Henning guy. Um, even in his AWA days, you know, when he came with a with a relatively unknown, you know, Scott Hall at the time, um, before Scott Hall became Scott Hall of the NWO, um, you know, he was big Scott Hall in the AWA, and just a big guy, and, you know, um, Kurt Henning just kind of, I don't want to say took him under his wing, but, you know, helped Scott Hall develop into, you know, the, the wrestler that, that he became, um, you know, and I remember... Kurt Henning is again. He's one of my favorites. Um, talking about his time in the, in the AWA with Nick Bockwinkle, and you know the the time that Nick Bockwinkle shared with with Kurt Henning, and kind of gave him you know a a reality check of sorts, saying that, you know your your dad is who your dad is. You know your dad made a name for himself, and he told Kurt that's only going to take you so far. That's going to get you in the door. At any promotion in the world, honestly, you know, you're, you're Larry Axe-Henning's son. Anybody would give you a shot at that point just on your father's name. But he told him, you know, it's up to you to prove that, you know, you're, you're better than just your father's son. And I'm not saying that he's not proud of who his dad is or was, but, you know, you need to kind of make it on your own. And, you know, Kurt said that that, that, that kind of advice stuck with him and, you know, he took that and, and he's, you know, he was passing that on you really to anybody that would listen to it, regardless of whether you're, you're, you're a second generation or, or not, that, you know, your name may get you in the door, but what you do in the ring and, and on the mic is what's going to keep you there. So you need to make it, you know, make it your own and, and embrace, you know, the business and, and, and take it seriously. And, Again, Kurt Henning's career was, you know, was cut, you know, you know, tragically short. You know, it's a lot of guys that, that we grew up with, or at least that I grew up with, um, you know, because of the the lifestyle and 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 the things that were that were, I guess, you know, cool to do. You know, you know, it, it ended a lot of guys' careers, you know, prematurely. And the business, I think, then ended a lot of guys careers prematurely because of the, the toll that it takes on the body and, and the abuse that they take. And I say, you know, a lot on this show, and, and I'll keep saying it because I don't get tired of saying it, that these guys really put their lives, not only their lives, but their their jobs, their their careers, their families, their, you know, everything to entertain us each and every week. Um, 
Mike Tobin was on in the room, you know, this Tuesday, and, and he was on for about 40 minutes. It's a great interview. Um, part of the Chick Magnus from ECWA. Um, he's been around the business about 17 years, um, and, he, and he's since retired. But he's like, you know, every once in a while, you know, you get that itch, um, and he's been able to, to you know, to not get back in the ring, you know, to, to help preserve, you know, the life that he has, and he's able to do the things he does. And he said something was very kind of sobering. He said that he never missed a show in the in the 17 years that he was doing this. He never missed a show that he was advertised to be on, but he missed other things. He missed birthday parties. He missed holidays, you know, stuff. And, and I think that's what, you know, we as fans take for granted that these guys miss things that, that, you know, that we do take for granted, going to a birthday party on a Saturday, you know, and some of these guys are unfortunately missing it because they have obligations that are, you know, four or 500 miles away, and they just can't be there. And my hat's off to them that, you know, they are choosing to do this, and, and, that's, and that's their job. And you can say, well, you know, that's what they signed up for. But it takes a lot to to be away from your family and to – to, to, you know, I don't want to say purposely like they're doing it out of spite, but purposely missing, you know, events, to, again, to entertain us. Yeah, and um, I'm kind of glad, speaking of second generation, there's a lot of them now. Uh, Colby Carino, I'm kind of glad that he turned his situation around. He was kind of going down that Reed Slayer path. Um, I'm glad to see that he's he's doing better and I've seen him uh, work locally too which is pretty neat because I've met his dad a couple of times as well Steve Carino so not, that's a okay. hopefully a, a success story in the making uh, I think David Finley uh, Pitt Finley was like uh, I think a second or third generation and like uh, his son David Finley in New Japan is like a fourth generation I believe and he's he's right. leading Bullet Club right now. Bullet Club is kind of not peaked. It's kind of past its peak a little bit, but that's a big faction over there. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what he does uh, when I can check out New Japan. Yeah, I I, don't, and, uh, I, mean, I watch New Japan in the can. I don't see a whole lot of it, but I do watch it, and I, I, I do think it's very entertaining. I think it's a different different style than what we're used to here in the United States. But I mean the, the crowds that 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 are there and and you know the, the excitement that they generate is is really second to none. I mean they they do a great job over in Japan. You know it, it's almost if not more popular than baseball over there. Um, I don't have anything to back that up other than I see the numbers. You know and I, and I look at the shows and I mean there's a ton of people at these you know these wrestling events and it is a big deal over there and and these guys you know are. They they they're, they're very well trained. They're, you know they're very good athletes. They're good wrestlers. They you know and ninety percent of them are you know are legitimate tough guys. Yeah, I really liked when Bullet Club had the Tongan, the the Pacific Islanders in the group because they had guys like Taku in the group that legitimized the group in my opinion when they had the Tongans in the group. Right. Yeah. No. I I I I hear you. I hear you. Let me um let me take another caller here. Um, one second. Nine oh three. You're on WCW Retro. Um, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. This is Dustin. I know I'm calling on Tuesday. 
Oh, what's up, Dustin? How you been, man? I haven't heard you in a while. Oh, man. No, oh, no, man. no. Uh, I, I see him. I see him already. Go, go on, Dustin. <laughs> Sorry, I've been good. Mm. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Lady Hicks, who, who runs kind of VOC Nation, is doing a listener kind of wrestling tournament um, that is – the, the the matches are written by by writers behind the scenes and it you know it seems to be very entertaining and, and I don't have the the brackets in front in front of me but yes apparently that you know Ratboy did beat Dustin in the opening round of the tournament um, that's on the VOC Nation um, and you know we'll want to keep mm-hmm. following up with that and maybe you'll give us updates um, I don't know who's on the next match coming up. But it's just a fun we'll way to, you know, to keep it. Yes, we'll Mo- I think Monday, at, Monday at noon. Monday at noon, the next match is announced, I believe. And plus Monday night at nine o'clock on the VOC Nation in the room with Brady Hicks. It's not going to be on Tuesday this week. It's going to be on Monday. Yeah, that's right, Brady. Brady and the gang will be on Monday night from nine to eleven um, with a very special guest. Um, the warlord from WWE um, will be our will be the guest. Um, I want to say probably from 9:30 to 10:30, maybe 9:30 to 10. I don't know how much time he's got, um, but we had to change up the, the schedule because he, he was busy on Tuesday, so we opted to do the show on Monday night. Um, so we're looking forward to that and talking to him and, and getting his insight and and some stories, you know, from him. Yeah, you gotta you gotta oh. get some barbarian stories on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about his time with the barbarian and as you know, the powers of pain and 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 things. But you know, oh. yeah, it, it ought to be a you know a really good show. Um, and oh. Brady's got a lot of oh. guests coming up, so you definitely want to tune in on Tuesdays to kind of see. I know he's got a couple more guests lined up. I don't know if he's got the dates kind of hammered out yet, but he's got a lot of good people. Um, a lot of uh, great wrestlers coming in and, and, and sharing their stories oh. with everybody. And it's always a great time to get stories firsthand from guys and be able to ask them questions and, and you know, to to really just get their insight on, you know, how they feel about the business and, and their time in the business. So you definitely want to keep tuning oh. in. You know, again, it's Monday night this week, but, you know, generally it's Tuesday nights from 9 to 11 within the room of Brady Hex. Yeah, I got to say, Seth Rollins has been doing a phenomenal job as champion in the past in the past eighty-two days. It's, Seth has he's kind of lived up to to his promises. I mean, you know, he he wants to be a fighting champion. He's you know he he's doing it, um, you know, and he's really taking on all comers. And and I like that. I, I like that. You know that exposures are getting. Um, I don't know if I want to see it every week, but maybe, every, you know, twice a month I think would be great. And then, you know, I think I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old school kind of kind of fan, and I believe that, and again, there's so many titles in the WWE now, so I don't know if you can do it now, but well, every, every title should be suspended. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, you know, the, the, whole inner, the whole inner workings with, with him in the Judgment Day and just the inner turmoil in the Judgment Day I think is – is great, but I think every title, every major title, should be defended at every single pay per view. There shouldn't be a pay per view that goes by that you know the world's titles and the tag team titles 
you know, aren't defended. I think they should be defended. Um, I think they, they really Baldwin. need to bring back the, the same day clause and, you know, and, and, and adhere oh. to that. Because I think it would make, the, the, I think it would make the, 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 the industry a little more entertaining. Uh, Roman's not scheduled for payback. I don't understand that at all. I, I'm, I was never a big Roman Reigns guy. I, I, I get it. I like the bloodline story. Don't get me wrong. I like how all of that is continuing to play out. Um, but I just, actually, I, I just not. He's actually not scheduled until Survivor Series. I, I, see, I'm, I'm, I'm against that. That's, but that's just me. Uh, you know. Um, yeah, you know, I, I just got reading that Roman Reigns is injured right now. He won't be doing anything. They're showing up and showing his face, and that's it. Basically, and and, and, and you know, and then stuff with Judgment and Seth, uh, you know, people, some people are getting tired of it. And honestly, you know, after Finn Bar lost at Money in the Bank, they should have moved on from it. Because that ate into a little bit of Seth's hot rain. I think they put the title on Seth to, to kind of pad Roman Reigns' reign as well and have him be part-time. I think that's part of the reason why they put another championship on their show. Yeah, I, 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 I can see that happening, you know, I, and I can see the reasoning behind that. Um, but I do like, you know, how far they're carrying, you know, Jey Uso quitting the WWE as far as, you know, they've, they've moved his profile from, from an active superstar to an alumni page. Um, I want to see how far they carry that. Um, and, Another superstar that's I, I gone. Think, uh, another one that's gone is Lacey Evans. Yes. Yeah, I heard that the other day. I heard that on Tuesday. Is that is that a fact? Right. Like, is, that she's gone? She uh, changed all her social media. It's nothing. There's nothing referencing WWE. She follow unfollow WWE on, on all social media. So apparently, it's official. She's gone. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, and I thought, well, maybe trying to get, um, you know, trying to get her a little more popular. But oh yeah, I see right here on the auto that she confirmed her her departure. Yep. I think her character was fizzling out. I don't think she was used right. Um, oh. And I don't know what you do to, to use her correctly, but you know, wish her the best. Yeah, and um, uh, the Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus feud, I really thought they were going to end, end it Monday, but no, they're going to have another match, still cage match, and that's going to be very interesting. And, and, but I, I think that I think that'll be the end of it. I think that, and it, and it should. You know, I think a big blow-off match like that, should, especially a, a big match, you know, a steel cage match or, you know, the, the old school I quit match, that should be – you know, and signal the end of a feud, and and you know it's time to move on to you know to to another story, to another feud somewhere. Um, unfortunately, you know sometimes we as fans want to see cage matches almost each and every week, but I think what made those matches special was we didn't get to see them that often. Um, and I don't know that you, you've ever put a, a cage match on you know free TV. I think that should always be a pay per view event. Um, here's the thing. I think uh, I think if Becky, Becky wins this match, I think they're I think she's uh, been hearing that so they're going to put her with Rhea Ripley for the women's title. That'll be a very interesting feud. 
Well, is it? I thought she was scheduled to take some time off to to shoot a movie. I thought. Is she still doing that? Well, uh, I've been hearing that they're gonna after this feud with Trish that they're gonna have her in a feud with Rhea for the title, and then that's gonna be very interesting. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I thought I heard a rumor a couple of weeks ago that you know she was they she and I I, I don't remember what she was offered, but she was offered a part in a movie, um, and she was going to be taking some time off soon. But maybe that fell through. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't. Not privy to every conversation uh, she, that goes on. She uh, she came out about uh, come out a little bit after after that, but that 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 rumor would come out that there that she's gonna take some time off. She basically brushed it off. Told 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 a fan on on Twitter that she's not ta- not taking any time off anytime soon. Okay, it could be a I don't know, I think that so I'm not sure. What was that, Steve? I'm sorry. It's, it's quite possible. We're talking about, talking about third generation, okay? The Ross Scooter's coming back on uh, on Heat Wave on NXT. Ava Rain. You done something? No. Another third generation. Yeah, and NXT's gotten pretty good too as of late. Okay, it's been very interesting seeing what Dominic's done with the championship. You know, him coming, him going back and forth to to Raw, NXT, uh, uh, SmackDown every week. It's been very interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't unfortunately because of my schedule, I haven't been able to to watch NXT in about three weeks. Probably actually maybe a little longer since Dominic won the the what, the North American title. You know, I, I just haven't been able well, to keep. Here's it. the thing. Uh, uh, this Tuesday, he's team with Rhea versus Dragon Lee and, and, and Tyra of uh, Valkyrie. Uh, that should be a good tag match. No, that sounds like a very good tag match for sure. Absolutely and Carmella Hayes, Carmella Hayes versus Wesley for the NXT Championship. That's going to be a, a really good main event for Heatwave next week. What, what are your guys' thoughts on Rey Mysterio winning the U.S. title? I'm sick. I couldn't be more happier. I'm glad Austin Theory finally lost. Yeah, me too. I'm happy too. You know, the way he's been coming out with his glasses, saying that I'm the youngest champion, I'm the youngest this, I'm the youngest that. Yeah, you're the youngest loser now. Now put it that way. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just I just read an article where um, Rey Mysterio joins Bill Goldberg in making WWE history. They're the only two men who were on a WCW roster in the 90s to win a singles championship in the WWE in the 2020s. So you're talking 30 years. Uh-huh. It continues to do things. So uh, you, uh, what are you, what are you, uh, are you looking forward to Edge's 25th uh, celebration tomorrow on SmackDown? Actually, I'm a big Edge guy. I love Edge. So, yes, I'm looking forward to it. Do you believe he's actually actually going to be done after that match with Sheamus tomorrow? No. No, I don't think so. They're saying it's his last no, match. I, mean, but I, I, just, I just have a really, good, really, really bad feeling that they're going to do something. These big celebrations, something really something really messed up happens at the end. Something, something big is going to happen. Yeah, and I can see one person will help uh, Edge out. 
I'm not sure he might be there. Gangrel. Gangrel's not going to WWE. Yeah, yeah, I'm friendly. Well, well, I'm talking about it's like Edge gets something really messed up happening to Edge. It runs his like it just said something really bad happens, like to where he's gonna retire and then someone attacks him or something. Something's gonna happen. Yeah, my my heart doesn't want him to because again, you know, I you know I was a little older when Edge came up, but you know, I, I like I like the Edge character. I like when him and Christian were together. Um. You know, I, 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 again, you know, Speaking I didn't want to see the Undertaker retire, but I understand why. I mean, you know, when when it's your time, your time, and only each individual, you know, wrestler knows when, you know, it's it's going to be their time and when it's time for them to to kind of hang it up. But yeah, my heart um, didn't want to see the Undertaker go. My heart doesn't want to see Edge go. But I, you know, listen, I understand. Um, I won't be mad at him if he does retire and says, "Listen, I'm done. I can't, I can't physically do it anymore." He's going to be sneaky well, in October. I think he wants to retire in Canada is what what he kept saying. Either in Toronto or one of the big cities in Canada. That that would be good. Uh, what coincidence. Be good. He, did, he, he did say that on Raw back in December that uh, he wanted to retire. And he wanted to, wanted to have want to retire in Toronto, Canada. What a coincidence. Fast forward eight months later. They're in Toronto for for SmackDown tomorrow. Is that where they're back? Is that where they're in? Yep, Toronto tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, 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 that crowd is going to be. Yeah. That crowd's going to be very interesting tomorrow. There's going to be no, no Roman right. Reigns. No, no. There's no Roman. No Solo. No Paul Heyman. And no Jimmy Uso. None of the Bloodline will be there tomorrow. But I, I think, and I think that's the right point. I think this is Edge's night. I think you, you make it about Edge and yes, Fez, his 25th anniversary in WWE in his hometown for the match against Sheamus. That's gonna be a banger right there. The first time ever they've had a one-on-one match. That's it. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'll probably have to DVR that and. Or actually, I watch I, it on Hulu, so I'll have to record it and watch it. I, I don't like the most commercials. She, I really don't. I think Seamus will turn. I think Seamus is gonna turn heel or something. I like him better as a heel. I don't think he, you know. I don't think he's a very good babyface. I think he's, he's a much, much better heel. You know, just because of just because I, of how physical he is. Not many guys I think can. One, physical and being a, 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 a baby face. I think what ruined Seamus was that was not winning that match against Gunter back to back at Clash of the Castle. Yeah, that, that kinda that kinda took it, you know, it, 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 same thing happened with Drew McIntyre. I think it, it, it took a little bit of their steam away from them. Um mm-hmm. you know, and, and I uh, I think you could have had McIntyre win on a disqualification, and it doesn't hurt Gunther at all. It gives you know Drew a little bit of a boost. It gets him gets him a little more current, a little more you know up in up in the I don't want to say rankings. We don't rank them anymore, but you know it, it pushes him up the ladder a little bit. You know I just think they they fed him the Gunther, and it, it all of those momentum coming back is now lost. It it you know it, uh, it, I think I what's going to happen. 
I think what's going to happen on Raw Monday, I think he's going to turn heel. He's going to turn on Matt Riddle. And I think he's going to attack other members of the New Day. Uh, I just have a feeling that he's not in uh, all in tune with Matt Riddle. I, I'm telling you, he'll turn. You can see the look on look 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 on his face from Raw last week that that he was not too 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 uh, thrilled to be teaming with Matt Riddle. I'm telling you, he'll turn's coming. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, I and, saw that look too. You know when he turned away. Well, what, really? yeah, that's funny. A couple of Tuesdays ago, Randy before actually before his match with Gunther, that if he like, if, I mean, he did lose, but after the loss, I think that you know McIntyre should have just went berserk at ringside and just you know beat up everybody, all the security that comes down, and I think that could have you know jump started his heel turn and being frustrated that he didn't win. But I think you're right. I think Drew is. Again, another guy that is better as a heel because of his physicality, because of, you know just how physical he gets in the ring. It's hard for a a, a babyface to to be that physical, because you know honestly, you know we as fans want to see the babyface come back and 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 win. We don't want to see him dominate a match and and win. We you know we it's the old Ricky Morton kind of scenario where you want to see him you know beat on for a while and then. He makes a comeback and then it stopped and he makes another comeback and it stopped and it builds that momentum towards the end of the match when you know when he finally wins, you know, he he he's done it and he and he's beaten this guy that's just been terrorizing him for weeks. And I and I, I think you guys are right. I think McIntyre is, you know, another one that, that really could, you know really would it would suit him better if he was, you know, in a um as a heel. I think what's going to happen is when he turns heel, I'm assuming they're going to put him with Seth almost immediately. With who? I'm sorry? With Seth Rollins for the world title almost oh, immediately sorry. when he turns heel. That, I mean, that and, – and they could build that. I mean, now we're already in August. They could build that all the way to WrestleMania. You're August, September, October, or January. you got seven months to build a really nice feud between – and, and if that's where you want Seth to lose the title, drop the title to, that'd be a great opportunity, you know. I was thinking, for I was him to thinking more Gunther. Back. I was thinking, thinking more Gunther. You think Gunther and 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 um and Rollins? Or are you thinking yeah, Gunther and McIntyre? Uh, uh, Gunther, Gunther, and uh, and Rollins at Mania. That, I mean, that would work too. I, I think Gunther's, you know, is should be, you know. Going to the next level, he's been Intercontinental Champion for you know for a long time. Um, I don't know if he's broken honky tonk man's record yet. I don't know if that's what they're waiting for. It no, official, uh, it will be official September third. He beat Pedro's. Right, we got to look at the So he did who paid his record? Yeah, Pedro Morales. Was yeah, it'll be official thing. September third. Okay, he'll be champion, uh, <laughs> longest champion on September third. Okay, well, I mean, that's, what, a little less than three weeks away, give or take, or, you know, a week, probably three, three and a half weeks away. Unless Chad Gable gets the biggest win of his career on Monday and beats Gunner for the championship. I like Chad Gable. I I always thought that, I mean, I, I know that he's doing the, he was doing the comedy thing with Otis, and, and that was that was entertaining, but I think Chad Gable is one of the, the most overrated or underrated over- superstars that the WWE has. I think the crowd reacts to him really well. 
I just don't think he's he's been used outside of that comedy role. And, and the guy's a very good, very good talent. He, you know, he, he's talented. He can yeah. wrestle. He can he can do it all. You know, don't don't let his size, you know, fool you. But he can truly do it all. Yeah, and you know, and another another great thing great thing going right now is FTR, the greatest tag team of all time. I I like FTR. I I really do. What are you saying about Kurt Angle, Steve? I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say Chad Gable's the only one close to Kurt Angle in terms of skill and the fact that he can switch yeah. between comedy and being a wrestler. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They came from kind of the same pedigree, you know. It, it's, you know, they were very good collegiate wrestlers, and, you know, they, and, and it shows. And, you know, again, I did like the comedy stuff that they did with him and Otis. Um, I'm not a big Otis he guy. Had good matches with, uh, I, I he had some good matches with Revival, too, as Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I, I just, you know, I think Chad Gable deserves, you know, at, at least – Either a U.S. title run or an intercontinental title run before. I mean, because this, I mean, he's getting a little bit older now, um, but I, I think he deserves at least one of those two titles. You know, before before too long. But you know, if he don't have a title a, a year from now, I would be very, very surprised. Yeah, and uh, okay, uh, who do you think's going to win that MGF versus Adam Cole match all in? Oh wow. I'm going to say it's going to be a draw. Nah, nah, that's like kissing your sister. No, MGF. The crowd will definitely be hot for Adam Cole, but MGF's going to win. No, it's going to be a draw because they're going to to have outside interference, what I can see. No, I I, I like MJF. I I think the guy is just – he's an old-school throwback. Um, you know, I, I just think that he's, you know, he really is, you know, kind of the face of the company when it comes to AEW. I think he, he, he presents himself well. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I, I mean, it, I don't see Adam Cole going over MJF at this point. Um, no, the MJF you have to just, look at it. You have to look at it now. Okay. All right. What is that? They're going for the tag team belt on the first, the first, you know, that's the first match. They're going to win those belts. And all of a sudden, they're both going to be wrestling at the end, and people, and tag team's going to jump in after them. Think about that one. Oh, yeah, and Ricky Starks being suspended 30 days for hitting, for hitting Ricky Steamboat with the, with the belt. That was very shocking to see. I'll tell you what, though, Ricky Steamboat still got a little bit in him. I mean, for being, what, close to 70, if not older? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised just, if they have a him and him and him Ricky well, Starks have a feud. Well, you know, I think he uh, could give Steambo, you a solid eight of had a good match with Jericho. Even past his prime, he was still doing well with Jericho many years ago. That's a yeah. I, that match with, with Jericho was was fantastic. I mean, listen, it wasn't yes. it wasn't nowhere on the level of of Steamboat and Flair, but I mean, you got to take in the guy's age, and I mean, the guy still moved around very very well, you know, and yeah. he's still in phenomenal shape. 
still got it seems like he's still got a lot of cardio left in him. You know, I, you know, and and I I, I always like Ricky Steamboat. I was you know I I liked him. I didn't like him as much as the Dragon in WWF at the time. Um, but I I you know I followed his career in Mid Atlantic. You know through the NWA and you know the tag team titles that he held and and all of the matches that he had and. I think what people forget, especially younger guys, that a lot of them Slayer Steamboat matches went 45, 60 minutes, five nights a week, you know, which is a heck of a feat to, to pull off in, in today's standards. Nobody wants to sit around for, for a 45-minute singles match anymore. But they were classic wrestling matches. Well, here's no, the, the thing. Only... Go ahead. I'm curious the thing. Uh, there was the, uh, here's the thing. Uh, the MJF and Adam Cole match that went to a draw. That 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 was a very interesting match. Yeah, they won't do another yeah, draw because I mean, they were they already, they already yeah, did right, the draw right. on TV. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I I just I don't see it going to a draw. And this is the one all in in Wembley, right? They got like seventy thousand tickets sold or something like that, or eighty thousand tickets. Yeah. 80,192 80, tickets. That's all in, right? Yeah. Yeah, all in, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I know why. There's rumors going around that Bill Goldberg is going to be showing up. Oh, God. And, and, and Robert. <laughs> and Robert. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, I doubt you. That would make me not even watch it. I would not want to watch it just, just for I, I, the guys are done. I, I'm over them. That would just make them look like WWE if they brought in these guys. Yeah. And, yeah. And the Jer- Jericho versus Will Ospreay, man, that's going to be a very good match. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Is that, that, that has very good, a great match too. Absolutely, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too keen on FTR and the Young Bucks. I'm not a big Young Bucks guy. Never was. Um, uh, I do like FTR. That, uh, that, that women's title match should be, should be. Uh, I hope. I hope Saraya wins the women's title. Uh, that would never be. It uh, would be an awesome, uh, awesome spot to see for her to win at home. Yeah, I well, think sometimes the hometown. Yeah, the hometown person generally, you know, I don't want to say always comes out on top, but they're they're doing well, you know. And, and again, you know, and in, in, in WWE it's kind of the opposite. So I think it would be nice to see Paige get a win, but it's kind of a shame that Jamie Hayter's out injured too, given that she's from the UK as well, and she had to relinquish the title. Yeah, yeah, the Tony Storm. Okay. I, I, I got two. I got two updates for you. One of them about Bray Wyatt. He is going to make his return, but not yet. Okay, the guy just got done reading it. Okay, his dad said he will, will return to WWE, and I hope he will face um, Cody Rhodes. Maybe that would be awesome. You know what I'm saying? Third generations right there, both one on one. The second one is that Sunny. She might be ending up with twenty five years or less. I did I did see that. 
Yeah. There was, there was actually a meme. There's a meme on Instagram that says she's going to be wearing that orange jumpsuit at WrestleCons, looking like nails in you know 25 years from now. Yeah. Which, yeah, which but she doesn't look like Sunny no more. She got gray hair and all. Wow. I don't look like I wanted to get your thoughts on Dark Side of the Ring because she was uh, the first episode of the season, and Marty Janetti was like the last episode that wrapped up recently. Did you get a chance to see the Chris and Tammy uh, episode? No, yeah, I, I actually saw. I, I just within the last two or three days, I finally saw the last Marty Janetti one, but I seen all of the Dark Sides of the Ring. You know, I, I thought this season was really good. Um, I think they did a really good job with with. With all of them, honestly, you know, with, with Tammy and Chris, um, you know, my favorite again being old school was that you know the Magnum TA story and and, and how all of that yeah. unfortunately unfolded. But you know, I, I thought they did a great job, even with Bam Bam Bigelow. There was, I mean, there was a lot of things that I knew already, um, but then there were some things that you know that I didn't know. Um, but I think this season was was done very very well. Um, again, Marty Jannetty is is who he is. I mean, you can't. You know, can't put a whole lot of truth in a lot of things that he says because he's just said some, some bizarre things over the last 20 years. Um, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's just to keep himself kind of relevant. Um, but when they showed that that ankle injury that he had, I that I thought was a little I don't want to say over the top, but that that was a wow factor for me. I didn't realize that that he was still suffering from. Um, yeah, the swelling. You know, an injury that happened years ago. <clears throat> yeah, I. You know, I, but you know, it's it was done well. You know, I I really liked it. You know, I I think they they spent just enough time on on Eddie's career to cover the hour. There wasn't too much. It wasn't too crazy. The fun, the funniest part was when they went crazy and they showed the uh, chemistry like lab story. Or the lady could throw him like like ten feet away. That was funny when he did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and some of the reenactments were good. At, you know, all throughout the the series, but that 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 one was you know I that one kind of made me laugh a little bit, and it's sad, but yeah, I mean it it did make me laugh a little bit. But you know, but I, I did enjoy it. I really did like you know the. Um, the whole the whole series, you know, this year was done well. Um, the only one that I would say that I probably because I've watched a bunch of them a couple of times. I think the only one that I probably didn't enjoy as much the second time was the one on Abdul the Butcher. Um, you know, I, I mean, I was you know, I, I was I didn't say I won't say I was a big fan of Abdul the Butcher. I knew who he was. I knew what kind of guy he was. You know, and you know the the career that he had. But you know, I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't get much out of that one. I didn't. That one wasn't as entertaining I, uh, for me, at least. I enjoyed it. Uh, I kind of knew the drama beforehand with him and Hannibal. Um, I saw. I actually got forced by Abdullah years ago in like 2015 at like uh, uh, WrestleCade because he was doing these uh, meet and greets, and he would just straight up uh, put the fork to you without drawing blood. You know. It was, so I had, I had the chance to meet him, so I was really looking forward to that one for sure. And it, it, I thought it was pretty neat. Um, 
the whole not being able to read and write thing was kind of questionable from some people that knew him. But um, I thought overall it was, was kind of entertaining. And, and also the fact yeah, that he was yeah. someone from that era, also the fact that he was someone from that era that was huge in Japan at one point. So anytime they can talk about an international star like that or someone from that chic era, uh, it just it really caught my attention. <clears throat> Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a guy that, you know, was, you know, like you said, was an international star, you know, right along the lines of, you know, Bam Bam Bigelow, I, you know, I believe was international. Um, you right. know, Chris Candido was, was borderline international. I think, you know, I think he was, you know, he was good, you know, a fantastic talent. Um, I, you know, I, I knew a lot about the, the Bash of the Beach drama that was going on, so there wasn't a whole lot there that – that kind that, of that one definitely, that one kind of confused me because like the only person that looked good in that episode is Jeff Jarrett. Throughout, yeah, like, I was um, just thinking Russo was double talking. He's like, oh, everybody in the business is like a bad person, but like he worked with Owen Hart and people that were good people. So he's just or like he said he didn't hate anybody, but then he's like everybody's not a good person in the wrestling business. So he's like double talking throughout the episodes and it's. Very confusing. Right. No, absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm not a big Russo fan. You know, again, I think he does double talk. I, I I think he's in it just to glorify himself, you know, at whatever level he was involved in. Um, and, you know, if it came down to yeah, it, I think I trust, a, you know, more than I do Vince Russo, but I don't really trust either one of them. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think Jeff looking like it. Right. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett came out looking like a savior of the wrestling business in that um, in that you know dark side of the ring. I, you know he was trying to do what was right, you know, and you know he, he got his point across, and you know he, he made his feelings known, you know. So yeah, I, I think he you know Jeff Jarrett came out looking very very good. Um, I think you know the in, thing that interested that me, the thing that interested me the most was the legal circumstances of it. Is like how can you defame a wrestling character? Like that was the part that kind of interested me the most was the whole behind the scenes legal drama of it that had to follow after. And also like right. yeah, it was it was it was good for Booker T to get the title win, but it's kind of overshadowed by the circumstances of it all. Right. No, absolutely. You know, and I do believe, you know, that, you know, I do believe the, 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 I don't want to say angle or the story that Hulk Hogan wanted his way because we all know that he had, you know, in WCW, he did have creative control over what he did. Um, and in fact, you know, I, I think too much creative control in his character at that point um, to where he would, you know, he would never lose if he didn't want to. Um, which, you know, isn't always best, you know, for the business. Sometimes, you know, your your top guy, you know, has to be vulnerable, has to be able to be beat. Um, and, you know, he didn't he didn't do himself any, you know, any, um, you know, any favors by by being who he was, you know, at that time. And, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I knew a lot of the back, you know, the background there, only from reading a lot about it. But, yeah, again, it was it was an interesting an interesting one. I was surprised they they picked that one, um, but I can see why they did it. Um, but I think overall, you know, what are they on their fourth season now? I think this is probably one of their, probably if not their best, one of their top two oh. best seasons that they've had. 
Yeah. I think I think the Grams episode kind of lived up to that Von Erichs episode, and just and the, the, there was so much tragedy in one family. Like I forget like how bad the Graham family like drama was compared to like it's almost on that level of Von Erichs. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it, it, it had it had that kind of vibe to it. It did have that, um, you know. Um, that Von Eric kind of air to it, but it was good. I, you know, it, there was a lot of things that I didn't know about the, you know, the, the inner workings of the grand family that I found out. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed, but, you know, and I, I, you know, I, again, you know, I enjoyed, I don't think there like I said, other than the Abdul the butcher one, which I watched and I'll probably watch it again, but I would, you know, I would watch all of them again, you know, several times, you know, as long as they're available on Hulu, you know, I'll, I'll keep watching them. You know, you just pick up a little bit more every time you watch it. I think they're and there's a lot of guys that, that are out there that, that, that don't like it, that, you know, they don't like the, you know, the exposure. But, you know, you have guys on there like Taz, I think, that did a really good job, you know, in the season. And, you know, I think all of their their guests that they had on, other than, I think, Russo and Bischoff, I think they were all, they were all great guests. And, you know, it, it just shows you – you know, how sometimes how brutal the business can be and how, you know, how unforgiving it can be at times, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I did like it. And I'm a big fan of it. I know there's people out there that aren't, but, but I enjoy watching them. And, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm, I'm hoping the Rock does it again with the, you know, the Tales from the Territories. I hope he does that, finds a way to do that yeah. again or go a little bit deeper into some of the territories. Um, but I think they were all I done think- very well. I think that's. I think it's good that they have that on their own network too, because it, it shows that they aren't. They aren't just doing dark side of the ring, the negative side of wrestling. I think Tales of Territories is kind of like the positive spin on the pro wrestling industry, somewhat. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think you get a little bit of the good and bad watching. You know, both of those. Um, you know, both of those programs. But again, I think they're done very well. I think they. I dare I say I think they they present the the wrestling business is probably in as in a, almost as the most honest perception that, that we can get um, without really being in the business and and again that could be debatable you know different guys have different experiences you know if you ask a hundred wrestlers what they think you're going to get a hundred different opinions um, I think again, um, I, I that not to interrupt you, but like they're they've already no, no. been posting recently on their social media. Like, all right, what subjects do you want for next season? Um, the first one that comes to my mind is Mitchell Masala and his death. Not just his death, but the leading up to pro wrestling Noah, because you know because the drama between him and uh, Mrs. Baba. I think there's mm-hmm. enough juice. There's enough meat on the bone for an episode of Masala. Just the fact that. Uh, there was a falling out between him and, and all Japan Pro Wrestling, and the the fact that he had to keep working right up until his death. Like literally worked himself to death, and from that you know power from that that tag team match, I think there's no, I, enough there to do an episode of him. But actually, and 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 to that, I I think that they could do a a two part. Like just like what they did with with Chris and Tammy, um, they could do a two part series, kind of like what you're talking about on Japanese wrestling and that strong style that's over there, and just how popular it is, you know, how popular it's been for decades over there. Um, 
you know, and, and kind of intertwine all of that, you know, going on. Because, I mean, you go all the way back to when Anoki, you know, was was in that match with Muhammad Ali and, and the history that the Japanese wrestling that, that a lot of people over here in the United States know nothing about. I think they could do at least a two-part series on just uh, the Japanese wrestling. Yeah, I was I was really happy that they did the North Korea episode because that kind of shined light on uh, Ricky Dozan. Because I think Ricky Dozan was enough to do an episode on, but the fact that he had a mention was was good enough. Because um, his death was very tragic as well, killed by a, a yeah. yeah in a bathroom, you know. No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, if we can continue that, what well, I mean, I would like to see, you know, an episode. And I don't know. I mean, there's got to be enough on on him out there. It just again, and, and he transcends into, you know, the Japanese style wrestling. You know, I'd like to see the a career thing, the dark side of the ring on um, Doctor Dusty Williams. Right. I think you know. I, I think. Uh, I think Brawl for All was really good on talking about Steve Williams, but yeah, maybe there's enough there. I mean, you got Buddy Roberts. Uh, they could do, you know, Buddy Roberts and have talk about the Freebirds and Dr. Death, you know, because they've tagged, they work together in Japan as well. And Buddy Roberts yeah, you know, was kind of a, a, big, a big crazy guy over there in Japan as well. Yeah, you, you know, you got, you got, you know, Dr. Death and, and, you know, Stan Hansen and him and, you know, Steve Williams and Terry Gordy, you know, you got all, you know, all of it happening here in the United States as well. As, uh, I think that'd be good. You know, a, if, they, if, they, if they talk yeah. about the Japan uh, feud. Yeah, no, I, absolutely, you know, and, and I would love to see it, you know, maybe I'll, I'll have to look into that and, you know, maybe suggest it again, you know, you know, just to, and and to see where where other people's thoughts are, you know. And but I do. I, I hope it continues, and I hope they continue to do it well, you know. And I hope that you know that it, it continues to get the ratings that it gets, and people continue to watch it. And it's it's given me a a, a better appreciation, um, you know, for the for the men and women that are in the business and and all that they go through, um, not only to not only to get into the business, but to stay there and to try to stay on top and. And you know, again, to perform each and every night, um, you know, while you know, while we're being entertained, also, you know, for for. I think uh, uh, Terrors of the Territories at least could definitely cover Mexico if they can get you know, tra- oh, you know translation. I think there's a lot of drama between CMLL and AAA and the the death of uh, Paco. You know, there's there's a lot to cover there. All the history, CMLL. Is like the oldest promotion in, in the world too, older than NWA. So there's a lot they can do no, with the international. Yeah, and you know they they and you know they I think they could they could make a, a again you know a, a really nice you know hour long if you know if not a little longer on the Mexican wrestling. I think they I think they need to to broaden out you know a little bit and like I said maybe get into Japan maybe get into Mexico and over in Europe um, and Australia and get these guys, you know, some exposure that, you know, that I would say the common fan, you know, has, has, has never heard of. And, you know, again, you, you have a – there. I mean, just between Japan, Mexico, and, and Europe, you probably have enough to fill eight, eight shows next year without even touching, mm-hmm. um, 
American wrestling per se. Sure. Bradford, what do you I mean, dark side Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Bradford, I got a, yes, I got a spoiler alert for WrestleMania. Okay, eight matches so far for for WrestleMania. What it is that I like them, the way they, what they're doing it. Okay. It's going to, the first the first match I read is Solo versus Brock Lesnar. Who? Solo versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, I want to see that. I'm, yeah, I, I think I'm done with Brock. Okay, I, hang on. It gets better. It gets better. Your boy, L.A. Knight versus my boy. Logan Paul. Hmm. Yeah. Depends on what's on the line. Is there a title involved? I think LA Knight has no, a title no by title. then. No title. No title. Now, this is one I like, okay? I definitely got to watch this one. The breakup of the Judgment Day. Finn Balor. Damien Priest versus Dominic Mysterio. <coughs> I think the Judgment Day breaks up before then. Yeah, and that's where that's where you're going to lead up to to uh, to WrestleMania. Okay, this got my eye, caught my eye for the International Championship. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Which one's going to have the belt? The what else one, you got? The next one is Becky Lynch versus Reva Ripley. I can see that happening. Yeah, I can definitely see that being a WrestleMania match. Okay. The other one is uh, Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair. Who cares? Okay, for the world... Heavyweight championship is uh, against Chef uh, Rowley and Gooster. I can see that happening. And, and, and is Roman Reigns still your champion come WrestleMania? Yes, against Cody Rose. Mm. Yeah. Because, because, because they've been and, advertising that for a long time. time. If that's going to happen, they need to start making that now and building towards them. And now, it's already in the fourth quarter, 11 minutes to go. Eagles are losing by eight points. It's 18 to 10. And yeah, it's preseason. I watched the first quarter. It was kind of boring. They looked a little sloppy. They're, they're, they're always sloppy, you know, in preseason, the Eagles, you know. Who cares about these games? No, but it is football, and football season's coming back. I, I get it. But who would you like to see on Dark Side of the Ring, right? We were talking about Dark Side of the Ring for a little bit. Who would you want to see? If they, You know, obviously, they're probably going to do a season five. Who would you like to see 
done on a season five of Dark Side of the Ring? Um, this really tells his story, okay? It's got to be the legendary Paul Heyman, okay? That's a good one. You know, you, you know how, how he got in, in the WWE, how he stuck around, you know what I'm saying? Paul Heyman. That would be good. Well, Todd Gordon's got a book coming out, apparently, to tell all yeah. about ECW. I was going to mention, yeah, Todd Gordon would be a great guest that they do an ECW episode. They've done New Jack, they've done uh, Chris Candido, so I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they go back to ECW again. Um, yeah, and, and I think, I think, I think the whole ECW would be a good, a good, you know, retrospective, but, you know, even just doing Paul Heyman, as long as he's been around the business, you know, yeah. would, would be a, a, a... I mean, the guy's been around, what, almost 40 years now, give or take? I don't think he... Well, I met Paul Heyman back in um, in 89, I, I met him. In 89. The, the, only, the only thing that would, would suffer from that is the fact that they couldn't interview Heyman, because he's with a very... And I doubt he'd be affiliated right. with it. But um, right. yeah, I mean, not just ECW, but his lawsuit with WCW. I think that would be uh, a good topic for a part of a Paul Heyman episode. Just, no, just yeah, you know, absolutely. If, 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 if there is, if there is no NDA. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I think Paul Heyman is a, a, a good choice. Yes. Um. You know, again, just because of the um, longevity, I mean, guys, see. Another ECW topic, uh, Rock and Rebel was one of those early ECW guys, and he had an unfortunate, uh, you know, last. But his, his death was uh, kind of like Benoit's, it was double, uh, I think it was homicide suicide. Uh, or domestic <laughs> yeah. violence. That, uh, I think it's, it's a bit yeah. dark, but it's, it's possible. No, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I mean, you can't let it off. I mean, yeah, I, I think officially, you know, um, it you know, it's a list. It's listed suicide by gunshot. Um, but yeah, I think he's again. It could be you know a a good topic. They said it, it, it would be a little dark, but it's. I mean, it's called Dark Side of the Ring, right? So mm -hmm. you know, I think they you know you know they, they and, could uh, do that. And another one, another one. Okay. They should have one for him, okay? Trent Acid. Remember him? Trent Acid? Yeah. No, I remember him. Yeah. yeah, yeah I used to hang out with Trent Acid. And plus, the Rock and Rebel. You know, I used to hang, hang out with him, those two right there, you know? Like a shame. He was, what, it. around 30? That was around 30 when he died? Right around there? Yeah. Yep. And uh, I, I think that, you know, and again, you know, I, I think, that, you know, that there, there's a lot of, of, you know, topics out there they can do. Again, as long as they do it, you know, do it well and, you know, the, and honestly, they, they got to cover the good and bad with, with, with some of these guys. 29. You know, because you, you, can't, you can't just focus on, you know, their, their, their in-ring career, which could have been stellar. Um but you know, you you got it. Sometimes you like they did with Bigelow and and 
Candido or these guys that you got to talk about the demons that they battled and and the, the downside of you know of the business you know and uh, right. gotta, keep it fair to keep it. I gotta tip my hat to yeah, Ratboy. Trent Acid is a good topic. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to another podcast, Ten Bell Pod. They kind of do wrestling deaths, and Trent Acid yeah, might have been one of their one of their episodes. So that that is a good choice by Ratboy. I tell you, Trent Acid yeah. was one of those guys. Right? He come he comes to the ECW building, drops his bags off in the back. Comes around front and hang out with all of us and drink with us. You know? Yeah. That's what he right? I, mean, I got a couple Trent of Trent uh, Aston is uh, one of the Philly guys in the area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. He, he teamed up with uh, Johnny Cashmere. Right. I got I got two more. Yeah. I got BJ Webb, who, who got released by AEW recently. Uh, he had an incident. Um, and then you could do, um, I think, Joey Mercury. I think he's had some uh, unfortunate things happen to him. Um, like, had to retire early, I believe. Uh, I think him or J.B. Noble had some incidents. Jeremy, uh, I, I, I can throw so another one for you. Okay. No, the one that got hold restarted. Hold on, the one that, hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, I, I think Joey Mercury. Okay. The one that got restarted. Hold on. Hold on. Is Go ahead. All right. The, the first, this guy got me started. Saw me around ringside. He got me on a couple of his shoes. The legendary NWA Dennis Coluso. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess you could do, um, you know, a, a, a dark side of the ring with him. You know, I. He brought up some of those. Yeah. He's the one that brought up the uh, Johnny Casimir and Trent Asher as the Backstreet Boys. The Backstreet Boys. Right. 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 I mean, you could sprinkle it in. You know, if you do it. If you do a Trent Acid one, you could, you know, sprinkle a little bit of Dennis in there and, you know, I don't want to say make it a dual show, but spend a couple of minutes, you know, you know, on, on his story a little bit. Um, but and, I really, the, I really am like And the midget, uh, Frankie's Third Degree Burns. Bless his soul. Frankie's Third Degree Burns. I'm not familiar with. I'm not he familiar. The, uh, he was the drunken dwarf for Howard Stern. Oh, okay. And uh, he pa- he passed away, and nobody didn't know that he passed away until somebody told me, because because I used to see him when I used to go shopping at Shoprite. He used to be the cleanup guy there. Okay. And, uh, I'm trying to think. Go ahead, Rafa. He uh, he lived right down in Boarding Town. You know, we, we had you know he used to uh, go all these wrestling shows and all this other stuff. You know, they, he he was one of the greatest guys ever. You know, I think he. What, what happened was that his kidneys failed. 
Somebody told me. Okay. But my uh, cousin is still friends with his sister, you know. God bless Frank Dirty Burns. I'm trying to think of what they could... I'm trying to think of what they can focus on women's wrestling because there's a lot there besides moolah because they already covered a moolah. So there's got to be like apartment wrestling. There's got to be the line. There's got to be like so, women's wrestling in general. There's like there's so much drama there. But I'm trying to pinpoint like what to- the topic would be. I don't know if it's like uh, like lingerie federations or the apartment wrestling. There's there's got to be something there with like uh, what, or like with independent women's wrestling, I think, or um, the the bra and panties era. There's right. got to be enough something there to pinpoint for an episode. But yeah, there's got. I mean, yeah, if you go all the way back to you know even Moolah's early days, you know, there, there's definitely enough there to to span up, um, you know. Uh, Mula herself, you know, with like, from what I've heard with her dealings and and uh, maybe misdealings with 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 people, you know, um, and you have you know you have Medusa, you know, throwing the the WWE title in the trash, and you know you have Bull Nakano, and and you know there, there's so many. Um, when you after, you know, yeah, yeah, there's definitely enough there. Um, to do it for sure. One name that came, one name that came to mind um, from AWA was Buck Zumhoff. I know that's a bit, oh. uh, a bit dark, but like, yeah, I think that would be. Yeah. If they can't interview him, I think, because he's in prison. But like, or right. I don't know if he's deceased. But like, um, some of the AWA people could probably talk about him. No, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I, I forgot about him. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, um, you know, a, a, an interesting character to um, to do for a dark side of the ring. Um, I, mean, uh, I don't know the names. Yeah, yeah, from from it, Portland. It, yeah, dark side, dark side of the ring could do, even could do uh, the celebrity look. You know what I'm saying? But Little Rocky, Cindy Lauper. You know, like a Hong Dali, Orton, you know, in one episode. I, I think Billy Jack Haynes would be like a Marty Janae episode where he's just a, such a storyteller. Uh, I think he would be an entertaining uh, episode just just to do on him because he, he has some outrageous stories. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, you're definitely right. He's right up there with, with Marty Janetti in, in his stories and – it kind of blurs the line between, you know, fact and fiction, but it definitely would be entertaining for sure. Um, and, again, not many people know, you know, about him because, I mean, he just had short runs in the WWE and, and even in the NWA for a short time. You know, spent a lot of his time in Portland and out that way. But, yeah, definitely a, a good character. But, yeah, so, yeah, it looks like Zoomoff was sentenced in 2014. So it was 14, 24, 34. He won't be out until 2039 um, mm-hmm. by the time this sentence is up. Um, but, yeah, you could do, I mean, only, you know. Uh, I guess they could do over the phone, like, uh, interview. That would be, like, the closest they can get to that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure, yeah, they, you know, they could get some kind of, at least a couple of words from him or, or something. But, 
again, yeah, there's enough out there to, you know, to tell his story. Um, you know, there's still a lot of guys that are still around. Um, you know, I know he trained with Ricky Steamboat um, through Vern Gagne, you know, but, you know, there's definitely a lot of guys that are still out there that you could, um, you know, call up, you know, and get get their insight on on Buck Zumoff and touch a little bit on, you know, the the darker side of it, you know, near the end. Um, but, yeah, that would be another, because, another I great, mean, you know. They, they went the oh, Grizzly that, uh, Smith route, so it's not out of the question, I think, that they would go down that path again. Right. Right. Well, no, yeah, and definitely, it'll make entertaining. It'll make it for an entertaining hour for sure. I got a Okay, the legendary Mr. Bill Ackner. He's done it all. No, he's Bill. he's he's bright side of the ring. What are you talking about? What? <coughs> he's yeah, he's telling he's, territories. He's 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 bright side of the ring. He's like the nicest guy in wrestling. I know, but but what it is that he could tell the stories about the about, about the bad and, and the evil and all the other stuff what he went through. I mean, yeah, he he could, yeah, he could definitely tell at least an hour's worth of stories of things that he's covered and conversations right. that he's heard. Um, yeah, you know, I, I could I could definitely you know see that definitely happening. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But, you know, Actually, you know, I, 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 I can see it now. Put a put a uh, the Hall of Fame of WrestleMania. Paul Heyman is going to be one of them, and I think Bill Lesnar is going to be the other one. I don't think they could do it either one. I because think I think they should um, interview after. Well, is that Bill Lesnar was there at the um, at SummerSlam, and Triple H gave him the cold shoulder. I saw a video of it. I think after could be wow. interviewed, but there was a video on it when he took they gave him the code. He said, Oh, Bill, you're back again, uh let me brush off my shoulder and all this other stuff. Next question. <laughs> that's what he that's what Triple H said. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I, I know exactly I, I I know exactly who they can cover from Mexican wrestling, Ferro Guara Junior. Um, they couldn't get Ray Mysterio oh. on there, probably because of him and WWE, but Paraguay Jr., uh, that was an unfortunate passing. That happened yeah. either in the ring or shortly that, after. Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely um, definitely an interesting subject to cover, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, it, it's, I, it's a shame I that, think you they know. Could interview, they could interview uh, Taya Valkyrie from AEW because she was working with Derek Oil for a long time, I believe. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it's just a shame that, that you know, that, and, and I get it, you know, I, you know, why you wouldn't want your, <coughs> some of your, pe- <coughs> excuse me, people involved, but I think, you know, I think WWE needs to ease up on that and, um, you know, allow their guys to, to give their their two cents, if you will, on um, you know on programs like this. You know, I don't think they should be so strictly bound that um, you know, especially if you do you know on Aguayo, you know, you have to um, 
you almost have to include Rey Mysterio Jr. I think without it, you know, I don't, I don't think you you could, but I don't think it would be right to do it without having you know Rey Mysterio's um, input I mean, on it. You know, I, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You know, I I just you know I it just wouldn't be right. It wouldn't feel right. You know, it just just because how close they were. Here's the Here's a weird thing or fascinating thing I I find about Mysterio is that he has a Mitsuhara Masawa tribute tattoo, and it's you know about not being dropped in the in the ring or something. Like, I, don't, I don't know the whole the whole context of the tattoo, but he had like a a tattoo shortly after Masawa passed away, and then he he ends up having that match with Paraguayo, where Paraguayo unfortunately passes away either in or after their match. And it's just it's very interesting fate. You know, that that alone I think would be an interesting part of the Paraguayo episode. The fact that Ray, you know, kind of respected someone like Masawa who passed away in the ring and then you have someone like Paraguayo Junior in the match of Mysterio passed away shortly after. Very, very eerie. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I believe I believe he died during that match, or like you said, maybe you know right after that, and you know to the point where I, I know that that you know, um, and again, I'm just from what I remember of it, I thought you know Rey Mysterio was almost kind of blaming himself for it, and while Junior's family came over and said that this it's not your fault, this is. This, you know, right. almost this is what was supposed to happen. This was fate. This is how, you know, if he wanted to go, this is how he wanted to go. Again, it's, it's unfortunate because, like, he's only in his mid-30s, I think. I don't think he was close to 40 yet. Um, but, you know, just the impact that, you know, that that, that unfortunate accident happened, you know, and that had on Ray Mysterio, I, I think probably, you know, to this day still is, is in the back of his mind and, you know, there's just some things that, that he'll probably never shake. And again, these these are things that these guys, you know, deal with day in and day out. That you know, we take for granted when they're out, you know, out there, you know, on the microphone or they're out there doing their thing. That this this is very real. The consequences are very real. And sometimes unfortunate accidents like this happen, and it happens. I don't want to say a lot, but it happens more than it should. Um, because of how fast these guys are, how strong they are, and how quick everything has to move. You know, if you're off by just a little bit, you, you know, you go from, from a move that looks devastating to, you know, unfortunately something that could kill somebody. I think uh, another great topic, and unfortunately he's not here with us to be interviewed no longer, but they could pull up old interviews, is uh, Ox Baker. I think the fact that he had two oh. opponents, I think, that died – uh, you know, shortly oh after one of his matches, I think he would be a great yeah. episode just because he was such a great character uh, in and outside of the ring. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I uh, when I was younger, you know, as as a kid, Ox Baker was one of them guys that that legitimately like scared me. Like I I, I again right. going back to you know the early '80s, I believe this guy was. Was was out to kill people with his heart punch, and I'm like, how would people get rid uh-huh. of this guy? I know who you mean because I saw him I, at, at three conventions, man. 
He's scared. Right. He's a, and, and, you know, just just his look is, is a very menacing look, you know, and, you know, his, you know, his catchphrase was, I like to hurt people, and I believed it. Like, I believed he wanted to hurt somebody, and I know who wasn't going to hurt. He wasn't going to hurt me because I was trying to stay as far away from him as I could get. Actually, you know, again, I got a picture of, of him, Ash Baker, hugging Mae Young back in the day. Wow. Wow. It, it's, um, yeah, I, 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 I really think the heart punch is kind of underutilized. But, like, if I was a talent right now, I'd be using that move because someone like Undertaker used it in WCW. Brian Adams, I believe. There's other people that still used it after, but I think someone like Big Show or Greg Khali could have used it and made it legit again because they were so big and massive. I think they should have been using that instead of Big Show using just an ordinary punch. He should have been using the heart punch, I believe. And no, yeah, and just because of the physical size of his hand, you 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 it makes it believable. You know that this exactly. guy, you know, if if he punched you, if he if the Big Show punched you, or even the Great Kali, or even you know, um, um, almost you know, as big as they are, you know, right. I could I could buy that if you hard enough in the chest, yeah, he could cause some serious damage. And yeah, I think you're right. I think it's underutilized, and yeah, I think you know, like you said, bigger guys, I think can can really make that their, and and you know. You know, paying homage to Ox Baker and making that a a relevant finishing move, especially late in the match when everybody's winded, it, it's it is definitely very believable. Right. Absolutely. You know, I okay, I, I like I got, it. You know, I got it's, an update. I got an update. Preseason football is eighteen eighteen and three minutes uh, and, and four minutes to go. And preseason. Yeah, well, I want to get to the regular season. Yeah, they only got what one more? Just the last one, because the the preseason is real short this year. Uh, I think it's only three. We got one more week. All right. Well, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. It's about quarter to eleven. I do appreciate you guys hanging out and and talking wrestling and and everything else. I don't know if you heard earlier. I did hear from Stro earlier. He is getting better. Um, he does miss interacting with everybody and being on the show, and he, but he is getting better um, each and every day. Um, you know, and, and I told him again. You know, anytime. You know, if you're feeling up to it, <clears throat> to call in and and just to say hi. You know, again, I don't want to keep him on very long if he does call in because I know he's he's recovering, but he, he's he's getting better each and every day. So that's promising and. You know, we definitely look forward, Stro, to you coming back again. You know, I, I, I think I say this almost each and every week that I'm only keeping the seat warm until you get back, brother. And you know, as soon as you're able, you know, we want you right back here in this seat and and doing your thing here. We do miss you. Um, but again, we'll be right back here next week, um, Thursday nights from you know starting at nine o'clock. Um, and don't forget WCW in the room. Or sorry, VOC Nation in the room. Um, will be Monday night this week, starting at nine o'clock. Um, Brady has the Warlord coming on, I, I believe, around nine thirty. Um, but you want to kind of tune in at nine o'clock, and um, Brady will be taking your questions for the Warlord. 
Um, and he'll, you know, he'll answer as many as, as his time will allow. And again, Brady's got a lot of great guests coming up <clears throat> on his podcast coming up on Tuesdays. Um, again, you want to keep tuning in to see who, you know, who he's got on each and every week. Cause I know he's got a, a pretty stacked, um, roster of, of interviews, at least two or three more, I, I believe, for the month of August and into September. So we're looking forward to that. Um, so again, that, that'll be in the room Monday night, a special night this coming week from starting at nine o'clock. And then we'll re- be right back here on Thursday night. Um, at nine o'clock, Steve, you got any plugs or anything before we get out of here? Um, one last topic, I think for Ducks of the Ring would be Daphne. I think she was very beloved and Ooh. had an unfortunate, you know, passing. Ooh, um, what's it about her? Yeah, I, I did, think I did she forget. would be that a great episode. And I, I think Crowbar, it'd be great to hear from him. Like, he, he talks about her on Twitter every once in a while, but I think it'd be great to, to see him on that platform. And and, and that other no, one, too, the, um, the skateboard uh, rider. What's her name? From New York. I can't think of her name now. She committed suicide. Hmm. I've got her, her name. Now, well, if you come over uh, next week, we'll talk about it next week. Rapport, yeah, what do you got before yeah. we get out of here? Well, I don't got nothing this week. You know, I'm just going to hang in and, and and chill out with some uh, brewskis here, you know, that I got. You know, it's party time. I'm free all, all right, weekend. All right, sounds good. Yep. All right. Well, guys, again, thank you for your, your time and, and for hanging out with me on a Thursday night. We'll be right back here Thursday night, you know, next week at 9 o'clock. Everybody have a great night. Continue to pray for Stro as he continues to recover. Um, and, you know, we'll hopefully we're getting back here, you know, just as soon as possible. Everybody have a great night. Bye-bye, everybody. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com 
and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my... Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. We're still after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a loss. Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 